0: podcast is part of the Sports
1: Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wizen Club Cricket Podcast in association with Nat West. I'm Yazrana and with me over Zoom as is becoming the norm is the editor-in-chief of the Wizen Cricket Monthly Magazine, Phil Walker, how's it going Phil?
2: Yeah, it's going just about manageably, yes, I would say. Uh, stuck here in my, my South London bunker, um, trying to get out every day for a, for a walk and a, and, and a little run around in the evenings, but yeah, just trying to do the best I can to say this side of, of sane, really. Um, and yeah, working as hard as I can and doing as much cricket work as possible, um, When in times of crisis, that's what we tend to do. We just do more work, just keep doing more work and hope that we sort of stagger out the other side, really, and work has been been my salvation. I don't know about yours. That's how it's felt for me.
1: Last week, we talked about the precarious position many clubs are in at the moment. This time, we're going to focus on how the potential of not having a cricket season at all might affect individuals. Very simplistically, if there's no cricket this year, then people will be doing a lot less of something that they enjoy doing which is not a good thing. Um, so mm-hmm. on a personal level, how are you taking the prospect of a cricket this summer?
2: Um, genuinely, uh, I, I think the weather exacerbates things as well. I mean, it's, it's a savage irony that the weather is probably better preparing cricket than, than, than we've ever known, certainly in my time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it yet, but I find my mind wandering to what, what could be and what should be quite a lot. Uh, and you know we're, we're recording this on a, on a Friday morning. It's the first part of the the Easter weekend, and it would have been my club's pre season dinner tonight. I would have been there interviewing Graham Gooch, and two weeks on from then would be our first pre season friendlies. Uh, and it's become very real now that sense of loss, um, and it will only become more acute, I think, over the next the next few weeks, and, and inevitably the next few months, I think. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, and and this thing that I cherish, but maybe from a playing perspective, I sometimes take for granted. And I, just like every other club cricketer in the land, you know, I, I retire every two weeks after another failure and this, that, and the other. Uh, I, I I miss the the centrality of it to my life. I think, and and the the kind of the the sort of fragile sense of meaning that it that it that it affords me, you know. So yeah, I am. I'm I'm hanging in there a little bit um, and just desperate. I have two cricket bats in the corner of, m- of my room that are looking at me at the moment. They've both been knocked in. I've, I've re-gripped them both. They're both ready to go, but there's there's nowhere that they're, they're allowed to be taken just yet. So we just have to wait and hope and pray that this, this horror show begins to dissipate before too long.
1: Are you a prolific shadow batter?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I rarely i rarely play a false shot when i'm shadow batting i i also but, but i play play the full range so um I, i'm a very good avoider of bouncers when, when i'm shadow batting as well and and i've worn a few as well you know because the the standard that i that i play at shadow batting is, is pretty high high end stuff so but yeah I, I was playing a few straight drives this morning you know and and just getting the groove on um it's going it's only going to get worse this but then it's only going to be all the more beautiful when finally, and it will happen, folks, we do get back out there on the park.
1: Yeah, very, very quickly on shadow batting, my favourite shadow batting shot is actually when you get beaten by one that, that rears off a length. Yeah. And you nice. kind of, last minute, your wrists go towards the ball. You look behind you, you go, poof, look at the bowler. That's, yeah. That's probably yeah. my best fun.
2: Lovely. It's, it's it's not about the ones that come out the middle, is it, when you're shadow batting? It's about surviving. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, also, it's also got to be realistic as well.
0: Indeed.
1: On a, on a, I mean, so on, for me personally, I'm just very frustrated because I barely played last summer. Mm. So I was really, really looking forward to getting stuck into it this year, playing pretty much every Saturday. So to have that not totally taken away yet, but it's looking increasingly likely that we're going to have a significantly truncated season. That's not obviously not great. And we're, we're talking about it in terms of just general frustration. I think that's fair. But for some people, it's, it's more than that. Um, for some people who struggle with their mental health, it is something that is really, really central to their life, more so than most people. Earlier today, I spoke to Paddy Keogh, who's the first 11 skipper at Marchmont Cricket Club in Edinburgh. And Paddy openly admits that his mental health hasn't been brilliant over the last couple of years, and he's someone who is probably more involved in the playing and organising of cricket than anyone I know. He is genuinely a central figure in three different cricket clubs. So this is the conversation... But he speaks very honestly, on the prospects of a cricket this summer, we had earlier today. Um, so, Paddy, how involved are you in club cricket?
3: Um, well, I've been pretty involved over the last few years. Uh, I've captained sides since I was about eighteen, and uh, at the moment, uh, I captain the uni second eleven and captain uh, Marchmont Cricket Club first eleven, which has been an absolute joy to do. Um, and it's been a shame so far because the, uh, the uni cricket season's been completely cancelled, uh, which isn't too much of a surprise, but that's only like four weeks. But we've trained all winter to do that. And for five weeks of cricket, which already is a bit of a, bit of a shame that that's had the minimal amount of cricket we're allowed to play, but that's already gone. So
1: I guess for you, the cricket season doesn't just begin in April, or May. It's something that is basically 12 months long. You're constantly building up to the start of the cricket season. So it's quite an active part of your life, 12 months?
3: Yeah, yeah, 12 months, seven days a week. Um, but I, I love I love doing it. It's, uh, I wouldn't give it up for the world.
1: You, you told me before that um, in the past you've had difficulties with your mental health. What role does cricket have in keeping yourself mentally healthy?
3: Well, it's just a great opportunity to get outside, play some competitive sports, um, and it's one of those, it's, it's, I find it much better than playing things like football because 90% of the game is just standing around and chatting to people. So it forces you to be sociable, it forces you to get outside in the sunshine sometimes and chat to people, have a nice time. Um, and I've, I've never really spoken about my mental health around, uh, cricket before. So I quite like to keep, I like that sort of separation between, uh, my mental health, which 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 isn't great, and uh, cricket, which which I love and enjoy, and I, I, that disconnect made it sort of easier to to step away and enjoy the cricket and have personable conversations.
1: You said that cricket helps you go get outside. Is is that something you find quite difficult doing without cricket? And also, does that does this current pandemic therefore negatively affect you?
3: Yeah, I, I, I do find it quite difficult to get outside and, um, and get exercising. So far, I'm, I'm lucky that I've been through quite a bit of, um, of therapy and I know that getting outside, um, I'm a, a, equipped with the knowledge that I know that getting outside will really help me uh, mentally and it, just, it helps me just sort of uh, feel a lot better throughout my day if I just get outside and do a little bit of exercise. But had this come around maybe two or three years ago, and I didn't know that, I'd been in a much worse spot than I am now. Um, I, I know that just going outside will help me out, and cricket was always well. Cricket has been there in the last few years to to make that a lot uh, easier for me, and certainly without it at the moment, I really have to I have to actively push myself to find things to do, whether it's just making sure i walk down and put the bins out and then while I'm already out, might as well go for a walk now.
1: Are you quite um, concerned at all about your own mental health? If we have a whole summer without cricket?
3: Uh, If I'm honest, I am. Um, I think a whole summer without cricket, uh, because I think it's so entrenched in the fact that I've spent the whole year kind of building up to it and we were getting so excited and then, uh, we're getting sort of into 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 March time, which is when we really start building up into our season and then it all disappeared and uh I was slightly worried I'll just kind of just go off a cliff and into this, oh well, it's all rubbish now. I was getting so excited there's just gonna be no cricket at all. Um so currently I'm just going under the the hope that we'll get some cricket by July. But if that doesn't happen then I'm I'm sure that I I I hope I hope I'll be alright and I should be alright. But I think I'll be I think I'll be quite upset if there's not cricket if there's no cricket. But if once we get to sort of July time and they say there's gonna be no cricket, i if I haven't got outside by then, then I don't think cricket's the issue.
1: How um how big a part is the camaraderie you get playing cricket?
3: Uh oh, massive. In your, in your own... Um, I was thinking about this this morning as well, because I knew you were going to ask a question similar. Um, All throughout playing cricket, I've said to you before that I only really started watching cricket in sort of 2012, 2013 onwards. Um, But I've played cricket since I was like like seven. Um, But I've always played... I've played in, in reasonably high standard teams. i played for county for a bit, not to pat myself on the back or anything. But I was never really part of the team I was kind of just playing like I sort of that seven or eight I wouldn't bowl uh, I was just kind of there I could play it didn't really like the blokes they're all a bit aggressive uh, and I probably bounced around from club to club and then when I finally came to Marchmont, um, which is a lovely club up in Scotland I realised that the cricket clubs are supposed to be about nice people and the cricket the cricket is a very high standard of cricket and I enjoy it, but I didn't quite realise the fact that you're supposed to kind of have fun with people when you're playing cricket. It's not supposed to be shouting at each other when something goes wrong. Um, and certainly over the last three, four years, three years, uh, the, the camaraderie I've built up in cricket's helped me massively uh, all over the board, internally in terms of my cricket, but also mental health wise, um, it's it's so nice to be able to go and have people that you know have got your back in pretty much any situation. Those sort of 40 or 50 people that would drop everything they're doing to come help you out if you needed it. And how, how are you
1: guys as a club uh, maintaining those relationships? Because uh, yeah, I, I used to play for and Creek Club. I know it's was amazing group of people. And I'm sure you guys will be doing your best to stay in touch without the cricket.
3: Yeah, um our local uh gin bar sponsor did a sort of gin tasting evening where everyone signed in on uh on Zoom. But um, we all we, we all went on Zoom and did a, a gin tasting which was a lot of fun. We uh I play for a 2020 side called the eccentric flamingos, which is an extraordinarily social everyone bats, everyone bowls, no one really plays any cricket. 2020 side. And uh just last night we had a sort of twenty people a pub quiz uh which those kind of things uh I didn't realize how much I needed to like just talk to these kind of people uh if something like this happened and uh people set them up and they've been been so fun and interesting and instrumental in making sure we just stay sociable quite
1: admirable for Paddy to be that honest Phil what did you think about what he had to say there
2: I thought it was quite a moving interview, actually. Um, The the sense of identity and the sense of belonging is part of cricket's uh, essential function, I think, in in people's lives. There is also, because of the vagaries of of cricket, the amount of time it takes, the onus on mucking in, uh, on the volunteering element of it, it fosters that kind of togetherness that is precious and obviously, central to, to what people need in their lives, just to function, just to feel like they are a part of something, like they, it, it's it's a generator, it's an engine for people's lives, um, and it provides purpose as well. And 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 Paddy touched on a number of of fundamental points really about about the game. We, we are we are in we are under threat in the short term, but the essential fabric of of cricket and english cricket or cricket in the uk will remain i think and if anything my my hope my my and it might be blind optimism but my hope is that if anything it will focus people's minds on what they really want from their lives and cricket because it's always been there just like everything has always been there for us in this comfortable liberal open democratic society that we that we live in well suddenly we realize that things are fragile and things do diminish and we do lose them if we're not careful and I think a few people who would have been maybe slightly slightly ambivalent about playing cricket maybe played a couple of games last year but maybe didn't quite get in get into it or maybe considered playing this year but it bit in and out well if anything my 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 belief my hope is that what's happening at the moment will re- regenerate that kind of passion that, is, that lies in so many people, it fosters when they're young and goes up and down through their adulthood. Well, I hope that this will, if anything, bring together those disparate threads of the cricketing community into something that is, as, as Paddy puts it so beautifully, supposed to be about nice people. I mean, what a great line that is. Cricket clubs are supposed to be about nice people. Couldn't put it better. And that's what we're that's what we're striving for—to maintain and foster and protect that very thing.
1: Yeah, and Paddy alludes to it that cricket for him isn't something that he, he doesn't use cricket or cricket clubs as a, a support network for himself. He uses it as a as a method of yeah. escapism, really. When yeah. you're when you're playing the game, you're you're only thinking about the game itself, and that is something that is quite hard to replicate at the moment. I don't know about about you, but I'm finding. I can't. Even though I'm, I'm, I'm feeling feeling good at the moment. I'm, I'm feeling fine. That is something that I, I, I'm looking at the summer ahead. Is like that is quite a big void that's being being made into my normal life.
2: Yeah, indeed, absolutely. As soon as you, as soon as I pull into the the car park of my local club, you know, at least forty five minutes after the agreed meet time, already, the 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 mind. And the body almost it just sort of throws away the shackles of the week that's its attraction that's its, that's its addiction almost really and for that day for that afternoon into that evening, you can forget it all or you can share it all if you like but you are you are protected and you are kind of enlarged by your environment you know and that is something very very precious indeed um, i I got a text from a from a a lad earlier in the week, actually, a a Jack the Lad type character, to be honest. Um, You know, he's not a kind of introverted bloke. He's he's not especially deep, and he wouldn't mind me saying that. And he texted me, and he texted two things to me, and he said, I miss cover drives. That was his first line. And secondly, I can't see a summer not being at the club. And and therein lies two truths right there. The aesthetic. We miss the aesthetic. We miss the the ooh and the r ah element of cricket. The sheer joke beauty of the game. But we also, of course, uh, miss that sense of being a part of something. But this is a holding pattern. This is a holding pattern. It will change again.
1: One organisation that has done a lot of excellent work with clubs up and down the country recently is opening up cricket. Um, it was set up after the death of a club cricketer called Alex Miller in 2012, and their aim is quite simple, it's to promote positive mental health in the sport that we love. Um today, I spoke to Mark Boynes from Opening Up Cricket about the challenges a cricket summer will undoubtedly bring on many individuals. If you have to sum up what Opening Up Cricket is, what what would you say?
0: Yeah, it's a... It, we promote... Yeah, we promote mental wellbeing and suicide prevention through cricket, but what I would I'd probably describe it as being um, that we do this through through sessions, uh, through contact with clubs and coaches, predominantly have been going out and visiting people, which I think has the most impact. But at the moment, it's uh, it's doing it via Zoom and, and Skype and things like that. So yeah, it's any kind of way of trying to get people thinking and talking about uh, mental health in cricket. And the big thing that I try to get people to focus on is mental health as a continuum. So It can be at one end your optimal mental health, at the other end your worst mental health and 99.9% of people will be somewhere in the middle, it just depends where and the positive bit is really trying to say if we can engage with it proactively then it gives us things that are able to to help if things do decline but also have some ability to prevent issues as well as, as, um, as anything else because... My experience and that of a lot of others is we only really think about it when there's a problem and then it can be in some cases tragically too late or in other cases someone goes through an awful time when could have been something which might have helped them earlier on in that and they wouldn't have had to have gone through it.
1: You talked about encouraging people to do more of stuff that's good for them, potentially less of stuff that's not good for them. If there's, not, if there's potentially not going to be a cricket season, which is a good thing and something that people love and look forward to, people will be doing significantly less of what is a good thing for them. We've talked a lot on the show about the financial implications for clubs and not having a season. But how concerned are you about the the lack of a season on the mental health of individuals?
0: Yeah, it, it is a concern and there's no way of avoiding it. I, I think that the, the primary benefit that... That cricket provides or any team sport provides for mental health is the ability to connect with each other to work as a team and with our beautiful sport the fact that we spend so long playing it we we're in people's company for a long time so that being taken away is is concerning and it's really now a case of people being as creative as possible to try and replicate it as much as they can through the means that for example we we're, we're talking through there probably is a shelf life for that because we're not quite in the season yet. I know the pros are saying, oh, well, we would just about be starting the counter-championship. Club players might have been playing pre-season friendlies this weekend, but it's not going to hit us in the same way as it will, perhaps, if we're still in this situation in the middle of May, when we would be thinking of playing our club cricket. So the connection being taken away, I think, is really um, is really can be potentially problematic, as well as the physical exercise that we, we get from it as well. And all of the things connected to the the goal setting, the targets, the sense of achievement, and, and all these things being wrapped in. So there is worry. I mean, I, I think from a personal perspective, what what it will be like for me not having that, that support, that support network, as it were. But I think we have to see this as period of opportunity even if it feels really difficult and there will be challenges is saying how can we get something from it even if it's not going to be as good there's nothing as good as going out and playing cricket on a sunny day but what is what opportunities are available and I think like you said at the beginning things that people have been putting off that they might not usually do that are good for them they can try and maximize that and um, also we've got I think really importantly, this period has given us the permission to talk about things that we might not usually it's not unnatural to have a conversation with someone to ask them how they are how they're dealing with it we appreciate that everyone is going to have this as a challenge so that can break through some of those barriers that can exist about people talking about how they're feeling and getting support so that's for me I'm trying to cling on to the the positives and I think this could really open up a, um, a more a more supportive environment for people going forward but it is it is really tricky at the moment to to, to kind of get there while we're, we are naturally having worries about what the summer will bring and if it brings any cricket.
1: I in the show I was speaking to a guy called Paddy who's 23 he has had mental health problems in the past still struggles it a little bit but is very self-aware of the struggles that he's having with it he acknowledges cricket's role in him feeling feeling better something that i am a little bit concerned about is potentially people who are unaware of cricket's positivity and its effect on them like just a simple camaraderie of a team that sees each other and socializes Every week throughout the summer, and for a lot of people, their social lives kind of are, are built around a, a cricket team and it's kind of put on hold through the winter months, but then in the summer months it's really comes to the fore for them. how, how what, what, what advice would you have for uh, clubs to kind of be on the lookout for for people who, who perhaps don't appreciate how important playing cricket is for them
0: yeah, I think that's a really really important point uh, like you say, a lot of people that I speak to will say cricket is the thing that has helped them. But, but that's through knowing there has been difficulties. The, the majority of people will, will play cricket and, and enjoy it, but won't realise perhaps how profound the impact it is. So in terms of clubs or groups of, or groups of players, the simple things are going to be what makes the, the difference in my view. I think thinking very clearly about how we're going to keep communicating, there's been some element of it being novel to have, say, pub quizzes on, on Zoom or challenges that have been set via by social media it's a case of them thinking how is that to be kept going to keep people engaged um, and it can be a big task if you've got a big a big club where you've got sort of 60 70 players how do you, you keep an eye on each and each and every one of them but I think it's the it's keeping the lines of communication open being patient with people um, as, as well and I think perhaps just trying to direct them as, as much as possible towards things which, which are going to be a substitute, a poor substitute perhaps, but a substitute nonetheless that can help them get some of those things that they really get from cricket. And when people start to feel like they're, they're really missing it, if, if, if you or I were just sat at home thinking, oh, I really miss cricket, but no one else does, everyone else is dealing with it, fine, then we'd feel quite alienated. The club environment naturally will have points of contact where someone can sort of pop up saying, oh, does anyone else you know, feel really bad that we're not playing this particular fixture? And then giving people the chance to interact and do that. So I wish there was a sort of silver bullet for it, but it's got, it's got to be that people prioritise communication even more than they would in the regular times, because that's the thread that's going to keep people together.
1: A lot, of, um, a lot of people, a lot of men in particular, find it quite uncomfortable and not particularly natural, openly admitting they're not feeling particularly great. What would you say to, to, to maybe some people listening who hear that and say like, oh, what, 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 are the, what do I actually benefit from telling somebody I feel yeah. a bit low about us not being able to play the start of the season or something like that?
0: Well, I would say that you, the benefit is found really in, in three ways. One quite simply for yourself, you have the opportunity to get someone else's view on it, to get a different perspective, which when we're just thinking about things ourselves, we have just our view. So sharing it is an opportunity to get other people's perspectives and views. People can have the chance then to empathise with you. You feel much better if you don't feel that you're going through something alone. I think also in this in the team environment the big thing then is someone out someone opening up just saying how they're feeling a little bit would then make the people who are hearing that feel feel better for thinking actually yeah uh, this is something that I have in common with them and as that wider group has that does have that ripple effect where people start to think it's okay for me if I need to later on to to ask for help and in some of the webinars we've been doing recently with reflecting on some of the experience of, of, you know, of world-class players and how they, their levels of communication are, are so advanced, but it's still so simple that they will think nothing of asking for help, whether it be with something cricketing or otherwise, because they recognise the thing which is staring us in the face, that someone else or, other, or, or some other people are going to give you a variety of of a, a bits of advice and help which is, is bound to have more effect than just sort of asking yourself but it is it is difficult there's no point me saying oh well it's straightforward just to tell people how you're feeling there is in in any environment to an extent um, the default that we don't do that so it's just about those nudges and, and like I say I think this period is giving us permission to talk about how we're feeling. I don't think anyone would be, um, would, be would be scoffing at someone saying they're struggling because we realise it's self-evident that it's difficult. So at this time in particular, someone to take the first step, someone to lead within a group and then give the, everyone else the opportunity to help themselves deal with things a little bit better.
1: Thanks a lot, Mark. That was really, really interesting, really helpful. Um, What's like, what the best way for people to get
0: in contact with you if they want their club to... I suppose social media is good. So if, if it's Twitter at opening up CC or they could email me at mark at openupcricket.com or the websites
3: openupcricket.com.
0: So any of those would be would be fine. And the main thing at the moment is the, the, the webinars that are going on. So that'll usually be the main thing that's popping up on the Twitter feed at the moment, which anyone can access or a club if they want could say could we book a particular time where we have it just for our lads or, or or girls and then they can have a bit more of an involved conversation that way. Awesome,
2: thanks a lot, Mark. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Cheerio. Mark's line that this this thing, this pandemic, it gives us the permission to talk about things that we might not usually in a in any scenario, but in a sporting environment in particular. And I think that's a very very astute and pertinent point, really. Um, the new normal seems to be that we have to preface all conversations with genuine concern for the people that we're talking to about how things are in their lives. There is a new seriousness to to discussions which is unavoidable and it's absolutely necessary. Um, If you translate that into a kind of a frivolous sporting environment like a cricket club dressing room, where you are now compelled to address more substantial things, ask important and weighty questions of one another and one another's families and friends and neighbours and so on, then I think that's a positive thing. I think that's a, I think that's a, a positive potential unintended consequence of, of, this, of this situation. Um, there's certainly been a, a shift in discourse am- amongst my cricket club and my WhatsApp cricket club, there's a new seriousness to the, to the conversation. And I think that that's a positive thing. I have to say Um, in more practical terms, my club are doing what many other clubs are doing. You know, they are trying to maintain those communication channels as best as they possibly can. They're trying to set up as, as uh, Paddy mentioned, you know, a lot of kind of virtual communications, a lot of quizzes and games and, and discussions over various kind of online platforms these days. It's absolutely the right way to go. Uh, but there are some very concerning elements um, that they face. I mean, my club in particular is, is the, the ground itself is a meadow because it's been untouched by the council because the council are obviously focused on other things. Council workers are elsewhere, that they are, they're doing their best to try and uh, safeguard the community uh, and so sports sports uh, centres and sports grounds are being left, um, and my club is having to try and figure out a way uh, to keep the club vaguely usable for cricket. the The outfield is is you know two feet long at the moment. The square has been cut by the counter, but the rest of it's been been abandoned. So they're trying to institute now a, a kind of volunteers scheme as well, and it's all. It's all about trying to foster and maintain that kind of togetherness and that community because without it, club cricket will be in a bad state. It would be in a bad state in good times without that kind of community, but it would be in an especially bad state at this particular juncture. How, uh, um, go on.
1: How, how active are like your, your team, WhatsApp groups, etc.? Are they more active now as people kind of realise that this is the time of the season that you would ordinarily be talking to these people?
2: Very much so. It's been... It's it's the message that's replicated throughout the game. I think um, from the top downwards, and and I spoke to a series of CEOs and chairmen from county clubs for an article I did a few weeks ago, and and they all, one of them in particular said to me, "What what we do has to be what's happening in, in the country at large has to be replicated in cricket clubs, from professional cricket clubs down to amateur clubs. There has to be a mucking in policy, a, a philosophy of togetherness." Of sharing the load, um, nobody, nobody can, should feel detached from this. If anything, you should you should be gravitating towards the club that you that you you're a part of and has been a part of your life. And do what you can. You know your your club needs you. <laughs> Let's be honest, your club needs you now. And and the numbers of p- people in my club who have been. A part of it, but not particularly bothered about volunteering Well, a lot of them are, being, are putting their hands up now in a way that they wouldn't have done in the past. Um, and hopefully that's, that's reflected across the board, really, because that's what club cricket needs. And it will get through this. It really, really will get through this.
1: Well, that's a nice uplifting note to, to end the show on. Um, thanks, Phil. Thanks for listening, folks. If you enjoyed the show, you. tell your friends, tell your teammates. And if you're feeling extra kind, please leave us a five-star review podcast app. Cheers.
0: Podcast Network.